America. We are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. We actually just booked our Bali accommodation the other day. Okay. For the whole month with a pool in our like apartment sort of thing. Anything you could really ask for in the place and like quite close to like the beach and everything around is £150 each for the whole month. And at that point, like I was just like kind of just living different places and like doing doing up like hippie lifestyle. So from corporate to like properly six months to a year of just making no money and traveling around kind of applies to the bars as well but like because it's coins and it's a collectible it like sits outside of the whole banking system just today i had someone message me about a relative having invested 200 grand into some wow forex company that within looking up after a little while it was very clear that it was not legitimate you know so go back to gold coins how much do you have invested personally yourself at the moment and gold coins welcome to the takeoff experience where i sit down with highly driven people to talk about their journey their failures and their successes if you want to take off in your career your business your finances or your mindset then this podcast is for you welcome back to the takeoff experience uh, so we've got kevin back in the building how are you doing today bro yeah very good glad to be back to be honest yeah no i'm glad to have you back um Listening back, it was a it was a good episode about peer to peer. I know we touched on uh, gold coins, but I, I wanted in this episode to go in a little bit deeper. But before that, I realized that I didn't actually get much of your background involved, and I think it would be good um, to hear more about that. So yeah, where, where are your parents from? Exactly? So both of my parents are actually from different places in Ireland. Okay, and I was born and raised in Ireland. Okay, funnily enough. They met in Australia. Oh, but interesting. Yeah, having never like known each other or anything, but they ended up moving back and having me, and that kind of brought them together. I think. Mad, mad, um, mad! What were they doing out in Australia? Do you know? Literally traveling, like okay, it's unusual for their age, to be honest. Yeah, and especially like Ireland back then. Um, but I think my dad was kind of the one from his side of the family that kind of was a bit more adventurous and they went to australia then they went from australia having met each other to bali and back then there was like nothing there kind of thing wow um so yeah kind of a cool origin story for them uh, that's where you got the traveling bug from then right? <laughs> it must be you know <laughs> it actually must be yeah oh gosh because you're traveling yourself yeah soon, right so i've already done quite a lot of traveling and yeah. uh, quite a lot of the stuff that they would have done actually um but yeah i'm looking to make that more of a lifestyle going forward to be honest yeah yeah and when where are you traveling to for the listeners starting in thailand this time mm-hmm. around i think that side of the world it's just easiest to fly into bangkok really. yeah it's like the cheapest flight um but i like thailand anyway mm-hmm. um so i'm gonna do that for about a month and then probably bali indonesia for month or two but we'll see how that goes wow and how long are you planning to like stay out there for it depends because i think we're gonna try and do like i'm going with my girlfriend we're gonna try and do like 
different places it won't just be like set in asia okay. we're gonna try and like bounce around and stuff oh wow okay. my sister's just moved to canada so oh wow you might go down that way i think we'll Whoa, end up flying down. yeah we'll probably leave that one for, for later next year maybe but yeah we'll see how it goes wow that's crazy enjoy it i'm jealous i definitely mm. wish i could do that we actually just booked our bali accommodation the other day okay and because we decided for Bali, it's a small enough place that yeah. we'd like book one place for the whole month and then kind of do day trips and stuff. And it's just so we're not like carrying our bags everywhere. But for the whole month, with a pool in our like apartment sort of thing, anything you could really ask for in the place and like quite close to like the beach and everything around is 150 pounds for the whole month I really swear. I swear yeah it's crazy 300 pounds for 30 days mm. and like, like what 10 pound a day it's pretty mental dude. that's yeah. crazy yeah. i'm getting away at the right time with the way oh prices are go- going here wow no wonder so many people live out there yeah i'm sure i was mentioning just before this yeah. that they're they're introducing a five-year tax-free visa for digital nomads yeah so i think we're gonna try like once that comes in we're probably gonna try to get on that i mean that makes sense right like it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a no-brainer to be honest. your expenses will be so low like you're almost make making money. more money right have like to make doing money, that. Yeah. yeah that's it's wild true. i actually say that's one thing i do bang on about quite a bit is like people always say you're not going to get like rich from budgeting or yeah like cutting back on expenses but like if your money is going towards half your expenses, like what's the point? You know? Exactly. I mean, you exactly. Actually... If your 50% of your salary is going towards expenses and you can get that 50% back or 40% back. For sure. That's basically a 40% pay rise. Okay. Well, not 40%, but you know what I mean? It's technically yeah, yeah, like a yeah, bit of a sure. pay rise, right? So. And in this case, like if that's my, like my accommodation is going to go from nearly a thousand pounds a month to yeah. about 150 pounds a month. That's... Yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. I don't, yeah. I don't. I won't have to earn as much money. You know? Yeah, and you won't have as much pressure, which is wow. That is wild. Mm. Huh? Might have to look into that as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. So, um, schooling wise, did you did you school in Ireland as yep. well? Okay, and school and university. In school Ireland. and university. What's, what university? Uh, university College Cork. Okay, just one of the bigger ones in Ireland, probably. Okay. Yeah, if you're not familiar. And what, what do you study actually as well? So I did uh, what was called business information systems. Okay. Also a bit of technology in it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's kind of a business course uh, with a dumbed down computer science mixed in. It's quite cool, actually. They they got, they get a lot of recognition because it's like, that sort of thing is really employable nowadays. Yeah. And like, I went in to be like a business analyst from that, which is like the perfect kind of role to come yeah. out of, come out of that sort of thing you know yeah and were you working in ireland for a while after that because you said you got your first role was business analyst after after you yeah know, yeah so funnily enough like i only really had like a weekend job my whole life before really i mean it's fair enough and some people have never worked before yeah they their first grad job like i was kind of just getting by with what i could and um yeah, various little ways of making money, you know, when you're younger. But because uh, I did the inter- like the good thing about my course was they did like a six month placement, and loads of people were going to like America, okay, and um, various places with all these big companies. So 
it's a big advantage if you can find that in your course. I did obviously an intern, a six month internship in London. And then off the back of that was like offered a graduate program. Okay. So to be honest, from university, my path was kind of straightforward. Okay. Like it, it all kind of fell into place, whereas I didn't even like coming into like fourth year, I already knew what I was doing kind of yeah. thing, you know? Wow. And um, so, okay. So it sounds like you went, you came to London straight away after uni, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Literally like, oh wow. I think probably would have finished and then about two or three months later. Okay. Um, was over working full time, which is yeah. a bit surreal because I'd always kind of envisioned myself doing like a bit of like, mm. you know, like a traveling gap year sort yeah. of thing, which I do like being honest, if you, if that's in, in your realm of possibility, I, yeah. I still fully recommend it. Even, I suggest it definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly, even if, yeah, if you can I think, do it. I think people are like financially and stuff, they put it off, but yeah. I mean, I, of all my traveling experience i've only really lost money during those times and yeah like i regret none of it because it all works out eventually you know? yeah exactly it, no it definitely does and i think i think taking a break is important i think especially from studying you're studying three years you're doing two years of college you're doing five years of secondary school then you're doing what five to seven years of primary school whatever there's a lot of studying but any breaks i think it's important to take a break how did you feel when like you moved to london like what was it like compared to like ireland whereabouts in ireland did you say cork cork Cork. what was it like compared to cork uh there's a lot of differences especially back then to be honest yeah and also back at that point in time when i was making money in london i was getting nearly double euros when i'd come home which was was crazy for me but um like for a bit of perspective like to get around Cork, you're getting buses like, oh, and, right, okay. and like up until recently, yeah, you could be waiting like two hours for a bus, sort of thing, you know. Two hours. Yeah, whereas nowadays it it is better, yeah. but like there is, there's no tube, wow. and so even just like that was mind blowing for me. Yeah. Pe- people here like rage about the tube, like, <laughs> waiting it's like, like <laughs> an extra two minutes, right? Yeah, it's spoiled, right? Modern day problems. Nah, it blew my mind actually because the, the I think it was like the very first week that I came over. Yeah, I was getting on a tube, and at this point, to me, like, just the underground was like an unbelievable convenience. Yeah, you know? it's crazy convenient to be honest. And like, I'm standing in the tube, just got on, had been waiting a few minutes, and um, I see this guy come running, and I was like, okay, the the, the doors started making the noise, you know, and I'm like, all right, he's not, he's not making this surely. <laughs> He sprints in and his head got caught in between the oh, doors. <laughs> so, and like, he was like, he was kind of like, help. <laughs> and at that point, I, I didn't even, I didn't, I'd never seen the legs of this. So I'm just like, bursting out oh laughing, God. basically. Someone, it's hilarious. Someone, someone yeah. eventually helped him. But it was London weird. is, London is like such an interesting place because I've never seen a place where people are literally rushing to get home. <laughs> it's literally that. Like, he's doing that because he's rushing to get home. And it's it's hilarious, actually, when you think about it. It's true, though. Because yeah, even myself, like, in, in Ireland, everyone's very, like, slow-paced. Yeah. And, like, I've just found over the years, like, my walking around pace is, is so different now. Like It is, yeah. I'll be rushing places, <laughs> but I don't, I don't even have anywhere to go kind of thing, you know? Yeah. 
It's crazy, right? Actually, like, yeah, we're not relaxed in London. Uh, it's definitely the vibe of uh, being in a big city and these big corporations around and what the work ethics like. Um, For sure. Yeah, it's it's very very different. Okay, that's that that's so interesting. Okay, so business analyst, did you only do that throughout your career? Um, to be fair, well, actually, when I initially started, it was like an analysis slash like service delivery sort of thing but in cyber security mm-hmm. okay so that was kind of interesting actually i don't know if you remember but like a couple of years back the nhs got like hacked by that whole ransom yeah situation yeah, yeah. so like i was doing my very first role at that point oh wow okay and like you know you expect these companies um to be like well prepared for that sort of stuff but like it would blow your mind how there was just other panic no one knew what was going on or if we were like prepared for that sort of thing or it was just like a let's just try to do whatever we can right now you know yeah there's yeah you're it's so shocking right some of the, the biggest organizations how backwards they are like it's it's crazy it's crazy of course you can't say much about it because it's you know it's um, classified but well like, i do yeah. but i do think like it's the same like from what i've heard everywhere yeah, it like is, yeah there was a guy like and when i tell people where i used to work like they're always like oh that must be so intense must be high pressure whatever there was a guy in one of my teams who used to go to the library during office hours and just go to sleep and he'd read a book for five minutes and go to sleep with no alarm and he would come back to work when he would wake up naturally oh my god <laughs> like he was also like contracting so like wait he was going what he was going to sleep what after work no no in the library? no during work oh like he'd head off about 12 p.m go for a nap in the library oh my god whenever, okay oh that was his lunch rate <laughs> kind of, but like if he's not setting even an alarm, he could be gone for hours oh and then he just stroll back in sort of thing. And it was like common knowledge, but it never really got like called up or anything. Oh my know? God, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. That is wow. And, th- and when you're getting paid by the hour, because he was a contractor, like, yeah, I just that blew my mind and made me really realize like I'm, I'm doing too much by staying here until 7 p.m. Sort of wow, <laughs> that's crazy. So how did you get to the point where you, you got to now where you where you've worked for an investment bank how did that how did that journey happen well i mean to be honest with you i think you know i said i hadn't really worked much before uni and that i think even though that was the case i still like really buffed up my cv before all the companies came in for the internships so even though like you may not have much experience your cv can still look better than like other people's you know and like all the companies that initially came in looking for interviews and stuff i like i was interviewed by most of them purely because of like the state of my cv so that's one thing if you're looking to get into an investment bank or a corporate job or anything that you think maybe is a little bit out of your level or something like work on your cv regardless like there's so much and there's so much free stuff you can do nowadays you can add tons of experience to your cv in a couple of weeks kind of thing yeah um so i think that was a big part and as i said like i went internship grab program finished grab program and then full-time kind of thing okay so 
like to be to be honest that's like the typical what your parents when you yeah. grow up like that's what they envision that's what they want you to do is like go to university get a job yeah um and i think i kind of like that was never really like my intention it just kind of like that's the system you know and i kind of just went that way and obviously looking back now i don't have any any regrets or anything but i did leave a couple of years ago so just before covid i was working as a permanent employee in the bank and i just like i'd done a couple of years after the grad program like i wasn't insanely passionate about it it's it was like a job to me and i i I think my mental health and just like stress was getting to me a little bit so i was like all right i need to maybe take a step back and see what else i kind of want to do and i've been as i said like i wanted to do a gap year early on so i kind of wanted to take some time out and actually just travel and stuff headed off traveling for what was supposed to be indefinite and at that point like I was just like kind of just living different places and like doing oh, wow. like, doing up like hippie lifestyle. So from corporate to like properly six months to a year, just making no money and traveling around. Oh, wow. Um, which I don't regret either. It was amazing. But then COVID happened. I was actually in Komodo, you know, Komodo. And it's like, you so know, the, you know, the Komodo dragons. Yeah. That's like the only place in the world that's in Indonesia. It's like a small okay. island in Indonesia and we went on like a four day like boat around the island sort of thing there was like no reception or anything for four days we'd we'd heard like rumors of this covid coronavirus thing before we get get on the boat but it was like something that hadn't even like kind of got to the right even though covid was happening okay not really no and then like mad literally four days later we get off the boat and everyone has like like 30 40 messages missed calls from their parents and stuff being like yo you need to come home like this is this thing is getting crazy um so yeah about a week later i was like all right this is starting to be a bit weird and no one knew what was the real situation at that point in time so that ended up going back to ireland for another couple of months before um speaking to my old manager and him having a contracting opportunity so that's where i got to today basically that's crazy so covid uh messed up your um your holiday or your your gap yeah year but type thing. i'll be honest like because you know there's a lot of people that came out of covid in, in a bad state and everyone you know like some people had issues with their finances others with their health like I had to, I had done six months of travel, living, Fair. having the best time before that. Fair. And at, at that point, even I was like a bit of luxury and coming home for a bit would be nice anyway. Yeah. So to be honest, I was, I was happy enough at that point to come home for a while. Didn't think it'd be that long, but um, yeah, it, it did. In it did cut short my travel plans, but I think I came off better because of it. Yeah. Because came home and i actually like as i said i'd spent a couple of weeks like working on my self and trying to decide what i was going to do and doing courses and things like that and then ended up back with at my old company but as a contractor yeah which kind of changed the course of my whole career and actually worked out like way better than i could have imagined to be honest yeah I guess everything happens for a reason, right? Like it's it's just one of those kind of situations. You can't plan it for everything. 
you know the, the one thing i'd say is i shouldn't have eaten that bat in china <laughs> <laughs> well how bad well, no. how bad was it <laughs> i'm joking i'm joking Gosh. but you know the way that's what they say corona yeah was from like some, oh eat the bat yeah, okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you actually eat bat <laughs> no, oh wow no. about to say man. Well, i swear I've, I've had people calling me up being like it was you wasn't it you know oh. <laughs> you, <laughs> you started this, this whole thing <laughs> there's actually a film um that is literally basically the same thing. I think it's called Contagion. Oh yeah, I think it I've came seen out that. like ten years ago. Yeah, it's literally the same stuff. Like a bat dropped something, and then a pig ate it, and then it's freaky, in China, yeah, yeah. and then yeah, then people started getting this sickness, that flu-like sickness, and then started dying. The whole world got it. Yeah, it's a very interesting film actually. <laughs> it's very, it's it's very, very the way that stuff happens. Yeah, I know. It's very freaky actually. It's very freaky. Um, yes. Yeah, <laughs> The, Simps- the Simpsons is the one for me. Have you seen the like the amount of stuff that the Simpsons like predicted? And no, I mean, there's, I've I've read like a thing on it before, and it's crazy. Like there was like Trump. Trump was like Trump's president. president. One was yeah, I remember that one. That yeah, was, that's crazy. Like how old is that? Like that should never have happened. Yeah, yeah, me. that was like, what's it? Almost twenty years. Yeah, that's wild. Like yeah, I mean. The writers clearly know something. <laughs> I don't know. Again, no conspiracies on the podcast. Maybe he knows something. Maybe he knows something we don't. Mm. Clearly, right? Because he's, he's telling his stories. He and must do. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. Okay, so back, so talking about gold coins, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you invest in gold coins. You don't invest in gold bars, though, right? That's a point definitely worth mentioning because. I get that all the time. Like I have people message me because they see something that I posted about gold coins and they might ask me like, Oh, I was going buying or looking at going buying bars. Cause that's, I think that's like the thing that everyone is kind of like aware yeah. of. Um, and it's like called like bullying. Yeah. So the bars are known as bullying, but like <clears throat> there's so many of the benefits that I talk about with gold coins that just don't come with the bars. You're literally like if you can buy a ton of it then fair enough because with the price of gold fluctuating and if you buy it at the right time you'll obviously benefit massively yeah but there's there's very little else to it the gold content is basically the whole reason yeah. to buy uh the gold bars so yeah yeah i have no interest and also my broker my gold broker, like he, he moves like six hundred grand worth of gold coins every month. Wow! And like that, compared to the bullion, it's like a percent of that. Really? Of yeah. So he yeah. he's not really moving gold bars. Like they that. they offer it, but like people I think because they'll they'll tell people the reasons why yeah. they should go for the coins instead. It just yeah. you you'd see very few yeah. go for the bars after hearing all the reasons to go what, for the What are some coins. of those reasons, if you can tell us, like, one or two of them? Yeah, for sure. Say, yeah. So, in terms of versus bars, yeah. there's, the, I think I mentioned this the last time, but because it's legal tender, technically, yeah. there's no tax on any gains. Yeah. So, any That's money crazy. you make, no tax. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, it is, and, like, uh, obviously that's not doesn't apply to bars i think yeah no there isn't cases where that that applies to bars um you've also got the rarity side of it so with the bars obviously their gold in itself is is rare enough but with the coins because there's only certain mintages of each coin they're like uh rare in kind of a different way 
they're also made for specific occasions which makes them popular to certain people and to be honest if you do if you if you invest in gold coins as an investor you're likely going to sell to someone eventually who's like a collector yeah that's what i was thinking it sounds like it's more of a collector's game and that's where the values i'm coming from for some of that yeah Um, in a lot of ways also like this kind of applies to the bars as well but like because it's coins and it's a collectible it like sits outside of the whole banking system so even if the price of gold drops crazy or stock market goes badly or to be honest nowadays the way things are going i could see any number of things happening yeah and like i don't like it's not that i don't trust like the financial institutions but i don't really feel safe keeping my money in a lot of places and nowadays uh whereas this is something that you own physically yeah um so you can keep that yourself and it's always going to have like it's some sort of inherent value yeah that's an interesting point actually you said something very interesting that i wanted to um just speak on a little bit so mm-hmm. gold buying gold coins even gold bars is like sitting outside of the financial system right so yes although the price is fluctuating like you said you have something physical that you can hold store whatever right something physical versus like stocks which is they don't even give you physical paper anymore right so it's kind of virtual mm. in a way um crypto is virtual as we know and cash these days is virtual really so um yeah that 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 does make sense and i think i think you're right i think not having everything in one place something outside that <laughs> god forbid <laughs> if the whole financial system was to topple we go back to okay let's start trading gold you have that they can use to say, okay, cool. I've got, I've still got some money, but something physical with me. Yeah, no, very, for sure. Very, very interesting. And that's the thing, like, it, it's really applicable to a lot of different people because, like, I, that's one thing I found with the, like some old, some of the older generation is that, like, when I explain to them the concept of the gold coins, the fact that it's physical, they can see it and understand it, and it's, it's there. They have it. It makes sense to them. Yeah. And um, it's like really appealing. Yeah. Same with like certain cultures, like Indian Indian culture, gold is like a really big thing. They already will have like necklaces and chains and all these sorts of things that are usually uh, worth money, and they just keep it aside anyway as like a store of value almost. Yeah. That's been happening for as long as you can kind of remember, sort of thing. It is good to have something at least that's slightly separate and to the standard financial system i think yeah and you mentioned like if we had to go back to the gold standard in a way yeah hopefully not but i mean at least you would be covered in that sense yeah 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 no wonder everybody says it's like it's like um when it's doomsday that's where everybody like sort of runs to right you look at like tin goods you look at gold and stuff like that yeah everyone's even like talking about that now with like commodities that like yeah you should invest in food essentially yeah i mean right now you never know what's gonna happen because like you know i'm seeing i've seen recently that cities forecasting inflation to be 18 percent in jan i think inflation's higher than that personally i think they're behind a little bit or I feel like they're not accounting for a lot of stuff because if you look at just your general expenses, it's clearly it's higher than 10%, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the reality of yeah. what it is is they're never going to tell us. Yeah, they'll never say, oh, it's 20, 30%. I mean, come on, man. I, like, 
if I'm talking about filling up my my car, right, it's clearly more than 10%. If I'm talking about my energy bills, it's clearly more than 10%. If I'm talking about our food shop, it's clearly more than 10%. So where most of our money is going, it's more, it's more than a 10% increase. So, yeah, 100%. You know, to say, they're saying that, but we all know that it's, well, maybe not all of us know, but I personally think it's higher than 10%, which is why I think we're feeling it a bit more. Um, I do think like like if if it gets to the point where like what Citibank said, where it is they're declaring it as eighteen yeah. percent, at that point we've, we're going to be in a sticky situation because yeah. what, what's the reality of it then is probably like thirty percent. You know I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, it's just every time I just see forecasts for stuff, it just keeps on going high instead of low, and I'm just like, what is going on? Like mm. that, you know? They say um, it's something to do with. Um, because of the Russia war and supply and stuff like that. But I don't know anymore. But I think it it's just a combination of things yeah. though. Like at the same time, like all the government borrowing for all the COVID payments yeah. and stuff, that's a crazy amount of money that just yeah. was just handed out by the yeah. government. Like it was, it was Has never to not going to be a situation at some point. Yeah, it's true. And like definitely with Russia, like all the gas and stuff that they control, that's obviously they're now making us pay for things in rubles and things. Yeah. It's going to affect um, the price of like gas and stuff as well. And obviously with like energy and fuel and things like that, like when they're going up, like they're probably up a hundred percent, 200% yeah. sort of thing that overall is going to bring up the price of the cost yeah. of everything. Cause it's just so exaggerated. Yeah. And I think, I don't know if you might've seen, but the States just had their first, um decrease kind of in inflation for a little oh, while. Really? Yeah, 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 I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which surprised me a little bit, but I, yeah. I genuinely think that was just like the energy kind of catching up and yeah. it, I think it came down quite a bit with yeah. just overall reduced inflation. Yeah. Whereas I haven't noticed I don't think anyone in the States has noticed the drop in the prices of the stuff no, that they're buying on a regular no, basis. Definitely not. I, I don't know if we're feeling it more than them. I don't know if there's maybe a bit of a difference potentially. I mean, I, I did actually did a podcast with someone from the states recently, yeah. and he seemed to think it was a similar situation. Really? Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Maybe they're just hiding it a bit better than than we than, than we. Are. I mean, uh, we're getting a shipment of. I think we're getting a shipment. I think it's gas. I think it's gas from Australia. We're getting a shipment. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that. I saw that a few days ago. Yeah, read up about it. It's so interesting. <laughs> I haven't gone into the details of it, but mm. like, yeah, we're getting, you know, apparently we're, they, there might be shortages this winter. So, oh, yeah, I've seen that yeah. to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. I talk about all this stuff on a regular basis, but yeah. at the end of the day, I am moving abroad in a month. I'm hoping. Yeah. To so, yeah. Not you, really feel the brunt of Yeah, you won't much. feel it, but you can help people out, right? When they're, when they're struggling. I think, you know, mm, definitely. We, we do these things because we want to help people and we want to inform people and give people the information. I think um, we're in an unprecedented time, which is a bit wild. Like, we're still young. So, we're going, we're going, we've gone through a lot, like, um, in our lifetimes um, in the UK. So, it's like every other year there's something we got to contend with and this is probably one of the biggest things that i think we have to contend with because i feel like there's this sense of nobody knows what's going to happen there's just uncertainty like okay next year what's it going to be like right this year was bad october is going to get bad and we're hearing okay next year april it's going to get really you're saying tough. you're saying like our generation yeah like my girlfriend's dad who would yeah. be quite a bit older than us obviously yeah. 
was only saying yesterday that he thinks like right now we're living in like the craziest time that he's been around for sort of thing. Wow. So it's like so if he's saying that, that means it is that, and that's, that means it's and serious. When, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you say that, that means it is, and we're not even what, half our life yet. Our madness. <laughs> I guess this is you know. But we do what we can, and that's why we're trying to you yeah. know invest some money and yeah. fix up our financial situations. Because yeah. at the end of the day, if you're just letting everything yeah. kind of go by, and you're only gonna feel the rat of all these increases and things, then yeah, if yeah. you're not doing something at least to combat yeah these exactly. sort of things yeah. yeah financial education's never been more important and i think they definitely have to fit this into the curriculum at some point definitely has to be in primary school definitely has to be in secondary school as a mandatory thing i think the time is near because you it's not fair i think to people who are not able to just understand some of the basics of it you know this is the most important time of most of our lives and you know, a lot of people are going to struggle. So without those tools, it's, you know, I think it's a bit of a shame, actually. To, to this day, it blows my mind, the lack of, like, life education that you actually get in schools. Like, you get nothing, no life education. Like, <laughs> when I think about it, it's, it's not one mental, thing, you know. It's all, like, yeah. like I'm never going to use Pythagoras' theorem. No. I've, I've, yeah, I've, I've accepted this. It has its use in whatever, I don't even know, but, like... And we do like accounting courses and stuff, but it just it has to be applied to like real life situations. Yeah. You know, like you need to understand how to set up your financial situation from an early age sort of thing. And I think yeah. nowadays, from what I've seen anyway, from socials and stuff, like the younger generation, a lot of them are trying to kind of take it into their own hands and they're yeah. trying to learn about this stuff. And like I get, I get probably more young people like under 18 than I get like my age coming to me for help which i find interesting that's encouraging that's, that's a good that's, thing that's definitely encouraging um but it's mad that they're having to do that themselves and rather than learning about it exactly already school, know it right yeah. at school yeah no it's sad it's definitely sad and i hope that um we do something in the uk um, with education i'm sure that something will come up at some point to Should do to, to, to <laughs> do so but you did you did that thing um uh, with flick, flick yeah something? with yeah f yeah yeah so financial times um is there literacy charity yeah. yeah that was quite good that was quite fun that's encouraging that fun. something like that is encouraging yeah you know? yeah at i hope that they do more of that yeah. yeah people are at least some people are trying to get it to be included which is good yeah it was very interesting because i was like wow i wish i had this at school i wish i could you know and the funny thing is um a lot of them knew about crypto which was okay they know what crypto is, so encouraging signs. Um, a lot of them, in terms of scams, I think a lot of them knew how to spot a scam. That's good. Um, which was good, very encouraging as well. Um, I think, I think their generation, I think they're fortunate because they have like TikTok, right? So, and there's a lot of people on TikTok spreading. Financial good information, information. Yeah. yeah so they're they're able to have leverage that online resource but you know what i think is interesting though yeah now that you say that is that like with tiktok do you i don't know you might remember but yeah. a couple of good few years back like maybe five six years back facebook had had a kind of the algorithm where you'd like something and it would it would just feed you short like snappy videos to ca capture your attention sort of thing yeah. and they got like sued and like 
they complete they did a big announcement and like changed their whole uh, algorithm because what they found out was that like these short snappy videos that they were throwing at people and it was like all always going to be with a certain genre it was like the most exciting stuff in like a short video and they they were told like okay you can't do this because it's gonna screw up people's attention span and you're like using people's short attention span to your advantage by throwing like random short videos at them and then so they're they stopped doing that completely enter tiktok which <laughs> is that's, that's their whole thing that's their know? whole thing yeah and you can see like even like, i haven't even really like i use it a little bit for like content myself yeah. but like i've tried almost consciously to not like use it like the way it's intended yeah you gotta try and be different definitely for just sure just because like i've even noticed myself once or twice i'd be like okay what's it kind of throwing at me because i'm interested by the algorithm but like and then it's like 20 minutes have gone by and i don't even i didn't even realize sort of thing wow and, and like can, <laughs> can crazy. you imagine when you're younger as well and that's like the first sort of so you see that from like a young age yeah it's like the funniest stuff um, that's what your expe- like really quick. expectations are basically that everything that you, you know, what you consume has to be fed to you in like a minute, basically. It's a bit. And this is the scary thing for me is that in China, it works totally different. Like yeah. Kids aren't allowed on it up to a certain age. Oh, really? Okay. They get shown specific content that's actually like educational sort of thing. And that's what I heard, yeah. And I think there's like timers and everything as to how long you can be on it if you're under a certain age. Kind of wow. Wow. And like none of that applies to the rest of the world. Like it should definitely apply, but then we're <laughs> I think we're more liberals, what they'll say, right? <laughs> yeah, true. But it's like because they created it, you know. Like again, I don't want to get into the conspiracy thing. Yeah, no, I've, I've 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 heard something. You know what? Maybe yeah. I'll do an episode. Maybe I'll create a conspiracy podcast. And I'm, <laughs> funny thing is, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist, but there are some things out there that make sense, and that one kind of makes sense. But mm. well, I mean, of course, you can... there's reasons as to why you know. Political war- warfare is a is a real thing, you know. Nobody can deny that. That's mm. all these countries are always constantly competing for power. And like, That's I'm not a, big yeah. on conspiracy theories yeah. either, but I think most of them will have some sort of initial reason as to why they were even thought about. Yeah. you know, and that might be vaguely true, and then it just gets dragged into crazy scenarios. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's crazy. And you know, all of these things have an effect on the world, you know, and the world, you know, finance, what's interesting about finance is pol- politics does have um does have a very important aspect. So it's always good to like just tune into that aspect and understand how that is because it does have an impact on your finance especially. Sure. Um so going back to gold coins, how much you, do you have invested personally yourself at the moment in gold coins? uh so what i've put into it myself right at this moment in time is about 16 17 grand okay um but the value of that now is probably more like in between 2025 okay is Um, it dropped because of what's happening oh no it's gone up up. yeah 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 so that's nice well yeah it's because of that but it's also like if you invest in the right ones Mm um kind of at the right times then they are liable to increase anyway so for example one of the coins i bought for seven and a half grand Mm -hmm. there was 
at the time there was a ten pound. Actually, sorry, it's a ten pound coin. It's a ten pound coin. Yeah, what does that mean? it's just a, a ten pound coin. I know it's not. Is like it a ten pound note on no, a coin? No, like it's a it's a oh. coin, but it's like a ten pound coin, oh, okay. which is not really like a thing. Okay, obviously in our oh, is in the weight of it is ten pound. No, no, it's oh. ten pounds. Oh. As in, like, so, like, oh. you know, obviously the value of it is yeah. a lot more. Yeah, but they you'll have five pound coins. Sovereigns, oh, ten pound coins. Okay, the ten pounds is is very unusual actually. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why it's like yeah. valuable. Um, but there was a five pound version of the same coin wow. that was selling for like twenty grand at the time, whereas I was able to get the ten pound version for seven and a half. Mm-hmm. And because it's the same coin with less gold, less gold content was more expensive. Like. It, it was just a case um, a case of like a matter of time before it increased kind of thing yeah and like it was only like a couple of weeks later having bought it for seven and a half grand that it was my broker was telling me that he bought, he wouldn't buy it back off me for less than 10 kind of thing okay which is that's crazy when people think of gold you know they they don't see returns like that because it's like considered a safety net you don't expect to do much in terms of percentages over short periods of time but it is possible with the coins but regardless it's recommended to hold for three to five years anyway generally and you asked me how much i had invested it also really shouldn't be more than six to ten percent of your portfolio okay six ten percent makes sense and um okay first question i want to hit at you about that how do you know what to invest in because there's going to be listeners that are like okay i want to get into um, gold coins but i want to make sure that i have a high chance of making money from it um it sounds like well you have made money from investing in gold coins so how do you know which ones are a good one or has a high chance of increasing the value so see i'll be honest it isn't it isn't hugely straightforward yeah. so there's a lot of things in general that you should consider so low mintages are important just means that there's very few of the coins out there essentially the gold content obviously the higher the better uh, the more gold in the coin the more you're going to get from it in terms of value um historical reason so coins are minted for specific occasions um and like something now in the next couple of months or in the next couple of years sort of thing is when when they're making coins related to the queen in the next year or so i would imagine she hasn't got too many years left so like those ones that are towards the end of her tenure will probably end up being quite valuable in years to come are are there any coins that you know currently of the queen or are being made currently this is the thing so like majoritively the coins that come from the royal mint in the uk Mm. have the queen's face on them okay so like that's that's actually a good point is that is one thing that i would say is almost like a definite so if you are buying a gold coin you can get ones that don't have her face or they're just slightly different yeah you do want her to face to be on it because i think i mentioned this in the last podcast but like uh when she eventually does leave they will stop making coins with her face on them and whoever takes over then will from that point onwards be the face on these coins okay so that's so her limited circulation exactly so the ones with her face on them regardless are gonna 
increase in price at that point in time okay. like they're wow. just and then from there onwards they're going to continue getting more rare essentially wow also randomly certain years are important I, certain I, years like so significant like um what like a brexit year or uh, like not, not a even covid year no it can be but maybe in the future it covid mm, will be like okay this was the year that covid but it's, it's, it's one of these things where it's just like like off the top of my head 2002 2017 2002 was the um crash no no it oh, wasn't no, a crash was, it was early to dot com was early mm. 2000 1999 2000 not 20 you know, so i don't know it was 2002 then i i actually couldn't tell you why why certain years are yeah. valuable and it's, and it's more related to the to the specific like mintage that year sort of thing okay. i'm not even too sure there is also occasions where like what certain year might have had like a little defect or something in the coin and that actually makes them valuable going forward as wow, well that's crazy but what i would say is don't like don't just go and buy a coin based off those criteria that I've spoken about because uh there's a there is more to it, you know. Like like I've found that getting advice from someone who's just really knowledgeable about it has what helps me. So my broker is someone that I personally know. He has been in this game for ten years or so. Yeah. And I trust his opinion and so far it's been like spot on. He also is more than willing to help like my clients or anyone that comes to me and I'm I'm more than willing to introduce people to him. So or even if you want to learn about it a lot in detail before you invest, like I'll more than happily help people with that. Um and there is stuff online. You can like obviously do your own research, but it's because it's kind of a niche thing. It's very niche. Yeah, it's super niche. I've not niche. seen any videos about it or podcast episodes about investing in gold coins. Investing in gold bars, yeah, people Loads. talk about that generally, but gold coins never. I've never seen anything. And this is this is the thing. Like, yeah. I'm I'm genuinely like the first person that I've seen like speak about this. Sort yeah, of thing. you probably are. Yeah, and like it, it, it like it is niche enough that someone can come in and do really well off it as well you know that's what i like about it and i I like that you mentioned that i think it's like you it's like taking advantage of an opportunity of an area that is not so obvious but there's i feel like there's i don't want to say it's completely safe because that's not true you can never say that about any investment but i'm saying there's an element of safety let compared to maybe like a forex Definitely. This is something that is physical. This is something that's known. Again, gold is has been around for a long time. And Definitely. so there's an element of safety. And then if you're quite good with it, you could it's just it's like watches, but watches is probably a bit more volatile. But even then, watches there are there is something to it. There's an element of safety. safety. Yeah. 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 On that point, like I actually I saw something the other day that was basically saying like to be an above average investor you need to do things slightly differently but be correct about it yeah i was like that's interesting because i also believe that you can do quite well long term with the the likes of the s&p 500 you know like which is not exactly like going against the curve yeah but i think it's also good to try and have these slightly more niche things that 
may pay out quite well in the long term too yeah and you you also said you know five to six percent of your portfolio which again you're not risking a crazy amount right yeah on it. And, and i think it's sensible to stay at that as a maximum no more than that you know anybody With listening to this don't go start going wild and say yeah i'm going to try and do 100 percent." i think that's the just the common mistake that a lot of beginners make they're just so greedy that they want to try and flip things straight away oh yeah you know maybe they're hearing how much you've made and then immediately and i, I just don't think that's the right approach um to doing it um definitely exactly and like you said when you did the financial literacy thing that you, you found that like, the kids were like aware of crypto and stuff that that i have found from so many people like they come to me and they're like all my money like i'm like where is all your money and they're like 100 percent crypto and like most of this was pre the recent crashes, oh but like that's like crypto is is a risky one, probably one of the more risky ones, regardless. But to have all of your money in in one thing, even if it's like euros or pounds, it's like you're subject to a lot of risk there because all your eggs are in one basket. Yeah, it's diversity is such a big thing with investing, and it it you don't need to go crazy with it. Like I'm quite well diversified in terms of my portfolio, but I still have like my main things that I put more money towards. Yeah. Um, but I, but I make sure that always I have a bit of a split because, and you've seen recently, we discussed on this the last day as well. Like if the stocks are going down, my coins are probably doing well. My loans are consistent regardless. So I'm kind of at least balancing balancing my portfolio out in the difficult times, which is important, I think. Yeah, I think it's very important. Diversity, balancing your portfolio. Yeah, not putting everything into crypto. That is wild. And it's greed that, you know, that's the number one reason for it. People just want to um, flip straight in. You can do that with little amounts if you just want to go a little bit crazy, but just don't do your whole portfolio. I always say that to people, like, just be careful. You're not going to build wealth by constantly trying to flip. Because even if you flip, what's going to happen? You've got to keep on trying to flip. And it just takes one time to lose all of everything you worked for. You know, it's more of the mindset. If you get into the mindset of, like, it's literally like roulette, right? You get into the mindset, imagine you win black, okay? You get, I don't know, let's say you get 10K. You're going to be like, okay, cool. Let me try and do it on red. You win. 20, black. And then you just keep on doing it until you lose. That's what yeah. will happen. So I think that there's a reason why we've not seen a gambler in the millionaire list or, or billionaire list because, yeah, it's just not, it's just not really feasible. Yeah. I think you're right on that. Like everyone trying to flip things nowadays. I've even found like, someone will pop up to something that I posted about coins or something else. And they're like intrigued by it. And then I kind of tell them like what the expected return, like as a standard is. And like earlier in the year, what I was kind of getting myself and what I'd been told was to be expecting for the rest of the year was like maybe a percent per month in the, in the price of the gold coins as a standard, obviously not including circumstances like that other coin that I was talking about. But like that in itself, a percent per month is really, really good nowadays. Yeah, that's good. But because people are, their expectations are like so inflated nowadays because they see the likes of a thousand percent in a crypto coin. Yeah. Like if 
majority of people that I know that made a ton of money from crypto in a short space of time do not have that money anymore because when you make it so quick like that and from very little effort more often than not you put it into something else similar and like I know someone who made a ton of money off a random crypto next week his all all that money that he made was in the likes of dog or shiba or whatever and like sure that he lost pretty much 90 percent of that then you know like that's that's kind of how it works with that and it's 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 an element of like wanting that instant gratification of like put my money in next week 100 percent. it's unrealistic and you're gonna lose money because your expectations aren't in line with kind of where they should be yeah it's good for the ego <laughs> winning right <laughs> a lot of people a lot of people are like yeah i was right yeah i got it yeah i made you know I made this and they can boast, right? It's good for the ego. And I think that's what it is. And what you're trying to do is fight your ego. And like you said, instant gratification, such an important thing, being able to delay. I think the best investors know how to delay. So you said that um, that the expected return for gold coin is about 1% a, a month, but it can obviously fluctuate. It does fluctuate. That was also earlier in the year. Okay. And that was with the expectation of what's kind of gone with Russia and everything. Okay. Um. Yeah, and gold did, at, for the f- first few months after that, did kind of go at even a kind of a better rate than that. Yeah, okay. Um, but it does it does vary, and it is it is hard to kind of put an actual number on it like that. Okay. I think that's why the recommended uh, way to go is three to five years yeah. of a hold, because that's like making almost sure that you're going to get a return, basically. Yeah, that makes sense. And what's like the minimum amount that you can... Im- invest in gold coins would you say so it does vary what i say is like if you want it to be an actual good investment then the the recommended is probably between 2 and 2.5k minimum okay and that's because like you like all the reasons that i said for uh that make the gold coins valuable like if you're buying one that has good attributes in that sense it's going to be expensive enough you know and you want it to have those attributes so that it increases in value okay so if you go out and buy the most basic common coin for 100 quid which you you can yeah um you're just probably not going to make any money off it you know like and this is the thing people always send me these coins that they're not like commemorative which is the ones that i personally invest in so like graded yeah. Oh, you just get what people on Instagram just sending you coins. No. Uh, so even just yeah, well, Instagram and Snapchat, I have people yeah. asking me like, yeah, is this a good investment kind of thing? Okay. And I'm like, it possibly will go up in value, but I don't know where you're gonna sell that in years to come, and I can't guarantee it. Whereas, uh, like, at least when if when you go for the kind of ones that I would recommend, I'm comfortable that it's a good investment. You yeah. Know? um and that's the thing because the coins that i invest in they're graded they have like a rating of in terms of condition and everything okay whereas you can get gold coins like straight from the mint that are just like loose so that if there's a, a scratch or something on that like you're losing value regardless what does that mean so okay t- talk me through like um because it sounds like you know like when they're getting created so talk us through that so we have a bit of an understanding of these gold coins so you're saying they're getting minted by whom so the royal mint okay the royal mint so all of these coins come from the royal mint pretty much the ones that i recommend investing in are uk royal mint produced coins and you can actually buy 
from Royal Mint, can't you? From yeah, Royal Mint, you yeah. can. So okay. when you do that, you, it is generally going to be cheaper. So like majoritively, yeah. the brokers will get their coins from the Royal Mint. Okay. But they'll have like pre-arranged kind of agreements and things that they get in certain coins for in in large amounts kind of thing. Okay. Uh, so they'll buy them even cheaper then as well. Right, right, Whereas, right. yeah, you can, like, the Queen's Jubilee, they released a bunch of coins recently from the Royal Mint, and people were, like, asking me, should they buy them and stuff? Which is, it's a, it's a possibility and something to look into, but, like, you'll buy it loose. You'll have to go and get it, like, graded and put into a, plas- a laminate kind of case straight oh, away, okay. or else it's, like, going to be liable to, like, rust and things like that, you know? Right, okay, I get what you mean. Okay, so loose means it's not in that plastic yeah, case. Yeah, it'll literally just be, like, certified and all that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So it won't be, like, have the certification. You'll have, like, something with it, but you'd still have to go and get it um, graded and okay. um, checked by, like, the NGC, basically. Okay, okay, okay. So I don't, I, like, you can actually buy coins quite cheap mm. and invest that way. But the issue is like liquidity, like who's like if if there's tons of coins available from the mint, who's gonna buy them off you in the, yeah. in the future? You know, yeah. You may get lucky and you may get your hands on something that w- turns out to be worth quite a lot for, after spending very little. But yeah. as an investment, the way that I do it is more is a lot more safe and yeah. like the returns are a lot more kind of secured. Basically. Yeah. So yeah, because you do it through a broker um and then if you want to sell it in the future you'll sell it to the same broker right you're not going to try and sell it outside very right? unlikely that i'll yeah. try and sell it outside okay. because because with my broker they ch- they take their profits when you sell it back to them and it's a set amount of four percent okay so they want you to win they want you to make as much profit yeah. as possible and they want you to buy it back off them okay or sell it back to them sorry and also i have like when i even though it was someone that I personally know by the broker, I did like do my research obviously and I did speak to quite a lot of brokers and I was getting a lot of questionable prices from a lot of them and questionable deals. So not necessarily a set amount they'd buy it back at. They wouldn't necessarily buy it back off you sort of thing. Whereas I know that my guy only buys and recommends the good coins that are good investments. Yeah because um, if he doesn't buy it back off off you it's not much use to him yeah 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 that makes sense so how can a beginner get started uh, i'm like, thinking about myself <laughs> <laughs> well you're in a good position because like what i will tell anyone is like yeah. come and speak to me about yeah. it because yeah. as i just said there's some questionable brokers out there yeah. you, like you can go and ring up a bunch of brokers in london and try and f- kind of yeah figure it all out yourself from like the from knowing nothing you know but what i do is i help people to i show people how i do it and how is the best way to do it having kind of gone through all that process myself um and i'll put you in touch with what i think is the best broker for the best price kind of thing uh alternatively you can go and do all your own research try try and keep in mind all the things that i kind of spoke about here because i just i've had people listen to me talk about this sort of stuff before and then they go away and they buy something or they look into buying something that i just i just don't think is going to work out for them kind of thing okay so i'm like i I appreciate that people a lot of the time they want to take what they can from me and then do their own kind of research which is fair which is very fair yeah. yeah exactly and that may work out great but uh just make sure that you do kind of like i 
I'm a big fan of like taking advice from people that have already kind of been through it. You know, I I agree. I so uh, I think because it's such a niche area, and the broker you're working with is trusted, is increased in value, and they've got the experience. I I do understand that and get that it's definitely a niche area. I think for me as well. I think. I'd like to read up a bit about it, but I think if I was to do it, I probably would do it with your person because it just makes sense to to do it. Um, I've got my hands full in enough areas, crypto. I don't even have time to even read into crypto stocks, <laughs> property. So like, yeah, um, I completely get it. Um, so is there any resources that you recommend though if people wanted to understand just a little bit more about gold coins? Any anything uh, of? So... I do get asked this quite a bit. Generally, I do have some stuff that I send people generally, um, but it's all stuff that I've just kind of collected over the years, PDFs and stuff. But there is a lot of information online. I just can't vouch for a lot of it. Okay. Um, the interesting thing with my broker is when you do initially purchase or speak to him, he'll often do like a weekly call with you for really for okay. like a couple of months after that okay. so, that, so that you like fully understand the investment and how to get the most out of it kind of thing which i think is really good because you won't see that in a lot of places like when have you ever bought like a stock one and the, the ceo sits with you and explains it, to you yeah i doubt that i doubt <laughs> yeah. that happens it doesn't really happen. happen yeah um so yeah in terms of uh, specific places or resources no way trusted not yeah. nothing that i would really like straight away go to kind of thing yeah um, yeah no that makes sense for such a for such a niche area it's like forex there's like no way i could say okay go here for forex i don't think there's anywhere that you can really say okay it's it's, it's definitely trusted um who's your biggest inspiration it's like a interview question. Yeah, this is an <laughs> like, actual like interview cool. question. I like that. I like that. <laughs> um, it's funny. I've been asked that before, you know. And yeah. Like, I don't know. Is there one person that I like fully would say is like my inspiration? I want to be this person. I think like inspiration and like motivation like comes from within over time. Like you may take bits of inspiration from different people here and there like when i first started doing all this casey capital stuff i came across your profile oh, and okay. took a little bit of inspiration from okay. some of the videos you were doing okay and was like okay i see what he's kind of trying to do there i can i can do something oh hey similar, oh that's cool you know? i had no clue <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm joking um, but similarly like yeah. and also i think like some people are like oh Especially, you know, Andrew Tate, you see yeah. all this stuff about him at the moment. Yeah, 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 banned, yeah. So, but also, like, people are, like, consider him inspiring, you know, like, mm. and, like, that's the issue is that, like, people are saying young males are getting, mm. taking inspiration from this guy who's saying some maybe questionable stuff and yeah. done, done some questionable stuff. Um, And that's why I'm kind of, like, I don't think you should have, like, one, like, person who's your inspiration and you mm -hmm. want to be exactly like them. You yeah. should take inspiration from them and other sources but you should be the own source of your own inspiration yeah. side kind of thing i agree especially yeah. another example of recent is like growing up probably ryan Giggs was one of my inspirations yeah and he was the model player and yeah. he's done some dodgy stuff as yeah. well like so i don't think you should attach your inspiration to one person i think yeah you should get your inspiration 
insight from your own experiences. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think I completely agree. I think it's not about being obsessed with somebody. It's not about, you know, I think you can like somebody. You can, like you said, draw stuff. But I think the most important thing, like you said, is to draw stuff, learnings from them, um, certain teachings. Is there certain beliefs that they have? Draw that from them and then use what's the best for you. Completely agree. Completely agree. It's not about just trying to absorb somebody and that's it. You're just trying to be a mirror of them, isn't it? That's strange. And I think people do try and do that it's, it's, to some extent. You know, they'll yeah. see someone and like, that's the career that I want. I'm going to do exactly what he's doing. But then you're not doing kind of your own thing or yourself, yeah. you know, and you're not going to probably have a huge amount of success doing that either. You exactly. Know? You've, got to, you've got to try and be you. But again, just draw inspiration. No, I completely agree. Um, so we'll end the podcast with this question. I haven't asked this question in a while. What would you say is your worst financial mistake? Worst financial mistake. Okay. So I haven't had anything that's like massive would make you gasp sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I think when I first came over to London, it's funny you mentioned earlier the roulette. I did have that exact same okay. thing kind of happen to me. It was only a case of like four or five hundred quid, but at the time I was like, I could have bought an iPhone and I I literally just lost that money on roulette, you know? Oh, wow. Uh, in more recent times, I think actually funnily enough, it's kind of an opportunity lost sort of thing where I, because I invested in crypto from like 2017 sort of thing and i profited at the time quite well and i took out quite a lot of profits so i was one of the lucky ones i didn't i i got a little bit stung by the crash but didn't still came away with profits was a big thing so i wouldn't consider that a financial mistake the financial mistake was forgetting about it and just thinking okay that's that done from there whereas had i kind of stayed in touch with it a little bit i probably would have um probably would have benefited massively this time around kind of yeah. thing you know um so i think that's maybe one interestingly enough i've had loads of people in recent times come to me with their financial mistakes okay um and like it's almost genuinely on like a daily basis at this point someone will message me with something that's happened to them and a lot of the time there's not much that i can do at that point you know like you mentioned earlier about people being more kids being more aware of scams and things you really got to be careful and make sure that you're going if you're doing something that you think is a bit of a risk like make sure you're doing a true true reputable source yeah like just just today i had someone message me about a relative having invested 200 grand into some wow forex company that that within looking up after a little while it was very clear that it was not legitimate you know had people sign up for jobs that are actually just someone like f man i suppose uh someone from the uk would say where like they were just getting this person to sign up for bank accounts uh, or open bank accounts and then receive money into them which were for luxury items but in reality they were just taking out loans from this in this person's banks and like he luckily he did to be fair he did come to me at a good time because 
he was able to kind of stop it at that point before he got like fully blacklisted but that's wild Pete, there's there's a ton of stuff out there nowadays and like some of these scams and mistakes that people make are so legitimate looking that like it's easy to fall for so you do have to be really careful wow is, is there anything you have of a note do you think what my worst financial mistake? Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, oh yeah, no, yeah. I think I've I've spoken about it a lot Probably. on the podcast. I think I can't remember what episode I spoke about it. Me, yeah. Oh, I've made a ton. Um, <laughs> I one of my biggest one was I had a student overdraft. I I opened it, but I guess they never really explained to me terms and conditions how I'm supposed to use it. Um, it wasn't really my main bank account. I just got it so that I could use the, the overdraft, the £500 overdraft, end up using it. Put money in it here and there, and then I got lax with it. And then I stopped putting money in for a few months. And they were like, okay, cool. Close the account. And they were like, okay, you owe us £500 and you're in default. Okay, and then they added yeah. it to my credit okay, report. And yeah, I was yeah. like, what the fuck? What's going on? That happens. And I get yeah. that a lot as well. Yeah, and then I read the terms and conditions that, yeah, you are supposed to use this account to receive your student loan. You're supposed to keep it active, blah, 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 blah. This is the thing, I think. Feign ignorance, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, but that happens a lot. Like, Because yeah. um, one one of my things on my Patreon is like a credit kind of score improver, improvement guide. And so I do get like a lot of people messaging me about issues with their credit as well and like one thing i'd say is like if it does happen to you like that in that sort of situation where you get a default put on your report you can sort it out if you sort it out really quick yeah um, yeah i did sort out quickly yeah no nothing. one does no one does I either. nothing at that time about <laughs> money <laughs> well, oh man that's it goes back to what i was saying like we all make mistakes yeah and especially especially when it comes to finances and investing everyone makes mistakes yeah. and it's just about learning from them really and if you can learn from someone else's mistakes, which is what I try and help people with and you yeah. yourself, then you can probably get away with making a lot less, which is advised to say the least. Exactly. And that's where you that's where you definitely uh definitely wanna be. Um yeah, no, thank you so much uh for spending some time with us again on the podcast again. I hope you enjoy your trip to thailand to bali enjoy it and wherever else you you get to go as well um i'm sure it'll be fun um yeah i'm definitely gonna hit you off about those go coins as well um listeners as well if you do want to get in touch with uh, kevin his details will be in the show notes as well um but yeah no it's been it's been great it's, uh, always a delightful conversation to have with you about everything about the world of finance listeners i hope that you've um, enjoyed this episode of the takeoff experience um we'll see you next week